Hello everyone and welcome to the Mad Liberty Party. I am Paxton and today, well, I'm probably going to be talking about a lot of things. You guys are probably going to get a lot of videos out of me. Uh, last night Mike and I were talking and, uh, you know, we're trying to come up with the next video idea and there's just so many damn things to talk about. Uh, I mean, really, we can talk about guns and nuclear energy and environmentalism and activism and we can talk about all that stuff for hours so but today at least for right now what I'd really like to talk about I think is going to be uh, trust the other day if you saw the video uh, I talked about responsibility and how we all need to take that responsibility back uh, particularly from the government and just really bring that back into ourselves and uh, learn how to be responsible again, not only for ourselves, but for our family units and for our communities. And that kind of ties into today's idea of trust. There's this weird, to, to me it's weird, and I think to a lot of libertarians or anarchos and things of that nature, uh, I, I think it's also a very odd concept to them as well. But there is this phenomenon of trust for the government, blind trust for the government, this idea that the government can do no wrong and whatever they are doing, even if I don't know about it, I trust that they're going to have the best intentions for myself, for my family, for my community in mind. And that's such an odd idea that people from Washington uh, that are at Washington, working in Washington, that have been in office for, you know, some of them have been in office lifetimes, uh, longer than I've been alive even. The idea that those people have your best interests in mind is just mind-boggling mind to me. What does someone in Washington really know about issues in Oklahoma? What does someone that lived in New York their whole lives know about the troubles of a rural farmer? They have no idea. They have no idea what is going on. They have no idea what our issues are. You know, it, it's it's no wonder why people uh, from these larger city areas are so anti-gun. They don't understand the usefulness of it because they have a police department on every block and their populations are so high, they, they require it almost. And, uh, you know, of course, with higher population densities, you're going to get more crime. I mean, that's just how it works. More people, there's more likely to be at least one bad egg. But to me, that, like, they've just taken the easy way out. They've just decided, you know, rather than taking the extra effort to learn and to, to trust in my neighbor, why don't I instead just not have to do any of that, not have to put in any of that work the money is automatically taken out of my account and this money automatically goes over to the government and just somehow, some way, they'll take care of all my troubles. And now they're trying to expand on that trust. They, they've delusioned themselves to think that the government has helped them enough that we need to give them more responsibility and that the government is going to fix everybody's problems, even the people that don't want those problems fixed by the government. For some people, it's a pride thing really uh, why why take assistance some people feel bad taking that assistance um, 
that the government is providing or that anyone would provide to them. They want to be able to fix their problems their own. It's a, a matter of self-reliance. It's a matter of feeling like, um, you know, you're responsible for yourselves. The idea that uh, we can trust the government, particularly the United States government, has, to me, been dead for a, a long, long time now. I think the largest issue, and I think the, the one of the biggest things contributing to people trusting the government, is just that uh, we don't know enough history. I mean, if you look in the history books of any public education school, how many of them are actually going to be speaking poorly of the United States? How many of those history books talk about all of the democratically elected governments that we've overthrown, uh, particularly in South America? I mean, they, they just briefly touch on the idea of uh, speak softly, carry a big stick policy that we had for a long time, uh, where we were a quasi-empire, where no country in South America, or really south of us, could really do anything without our approval that that's crazy to me uh if if china did that to us if said if they said hey you can't trade with canada unless we give our permission and give our blessings to do so we we would be having an uproar at the moment we would be full-on molotov cocktailing chinese businesses and this, the whole fucking nine yards but when the united states does it it's okay I think, and, and I think it goes back to a trust thing. I think a lot of people have this idea that wherever we are, they trust that we're doing the right thing because they trust that they're doing the right thing for the American people. And historically, that's just not true. Uh, I think the CIA Contra story is one of the most uh, evident uh, things of that. And this is actually a, a government uh, paper uh, by for for any possible purpose I can think of. It's it's reliable. There's so many things uh, back in the story, including the United States government itself. But the uh, gist of it is uh, the United States government was uh, buying drugs during the, dr the, the height of the drug war, taking said drugs and selling them to United States citizens, taking the profits from those uh, s drug sales, those illegal drug sales, to purchase weapons to give over to the Contras so they could fight their government and resist their government. That, I mean, do I really need to say more? That, that's one example of 200 years that I could really provide for you. Uh, we've, we've done a lot of terrible things, and that's not to say that the United States, the United States as a whole is inherently bad and evil. I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, I think we have good and are bad. There's plenty of good things that we've done, don't get me wrong. And I think the majority of people in our nation are good people. I think we have an overwhelmingly majority of uh, good, positive, uh, maybe not positive, but good intended people. Uh, I, I think the left is actually evidence of that. Uh, these are people that want, uh, they have the right intentions in mind. They're just not providing the right solutions. They're putting band-aids on, on all the problems out there. You know, they talk about homelessness and uh, the rich and the poor and how we need Medicare for all and etc and so forth. All of those aren't because they're, you know, evil. They think it's good. They're, they've been taught and they, for their whole lives they've been taught that the government is good and trustworthy and that the government can take care of all of our problems. 
And so, of course, they're going to think, you know what? The government can fix everything. They can make everybody happy. They can fix all the problems that we have. We just need to give them more power. We need to erode more of our freedoms. And I trust that once I do that, once I give more money over to the United States government, that they will fix all the problems. I, I mean, really, look at anything that the government has touched, and it's gone to shit. They, you know, they might do, like, temporarily solutions, and I think the government is actually good for temporary fixes on things. Um, but long-term solutions? No. And that's the problem, is we're, we're pretty decent at coming up with short-term solutions, and then we're really, really terrible at getting those short-term solutions that were designed to be short-term solutions to get out of the government. Uh, you know, all the things that happened during the Depression, those were not things designed to be here as long as they have been. Those were supposed to be Band-Aid solutions. They were there to help stimulate the economy. If they did that, that's debatable. We can talk about that in another episode. We have a generation, uh, particularly my generation, and uh, even a little older than that, that have been taught that the United States government is good, that they are trustworthy, that if you give them enough of your freedoms, and if you give them enough of your money, they will be able to fix all the problems that you've faced. We've been, and, and, and we're desperate is the thing. That That's really what I think it comes home to at the end of the day, is that we're desperate. That a lot of people my age have been told this story by our parents and our grandparents that we can go to college, get a good education, and then we can get a job that's going to be fixing all of our problems and we're not going to be miserable working there like our parents and grandparents might have been. And it didn't happen. And a large reason that didn't happen is because if you're telling everybody to get a college degree and now everybody has a college degree, well, of course the college degree isn't going to be nearly as valuable if everybody knows the thing that you are able to do. It's kind of like Microsoft Word. I, I still remember a time whenever having Microsoft Word on your resume was actually important and useful. It's not anymore. Most people are taught that in like basic education stuff. There's I, I, I know fr within my family 10 year olds that know how to use Microsoft Word nearly as efficiently as I do. And I, I know a decent bit about Microsoft Word. I used to have to do work on that all the time for uh, resumes and things like that. So yeah, I, I think uh, we were given a, a false sense of hope, and now people just don't know where to go. They they aren't given another solution, really. We're just kind of here, and uh, we, we I think that's why there's a lot of people within my age group that feel like we've had our lives taken away from us and are, uh, are, are angry, and I think that's why a lot of them joined the left, is they want to be able to blame somebody, because they're not sure who to blame. And the left, being what they are, of course, took advantage of that and said, hey, you know what we can do? We can blame the rich. The rich are the ones causing all of this. It's the rich and the Republicans. They're evil. And if we take all their money and give it to you, then all of our problems will be fixed. All I need from you is to erode all of your freedoms and give me all of your money. And, uh, yeah, then we can fix all the problems for everybody and everybody will be happy. And we're so fucking desperate at the moment that we're willing to accept that idea.
But here's the thing, and this is really important. A lot of those people, myself included, uh, if you tell them the truth, if you tell them the the other option, that the option that the left or the right are not providing for people, they're very likely to re uh, to listen to you and to believe you and to hear you making sense. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of people out there, libertarians and anarchos included, that think, and maybe they've been ridiculed in the past, but I think they have this idea that if they uh, tell somebody what they believe in, that you know we need a smaller government, and uh, I don't trust the government, and I think things, uh, I think almost everything can be done privately way more efficiently than what the government can do publicly. I think a lot of people have this idea, or a lot of libertarians and anarchos have this idea that people are going to consider them crazy. And I just don't think that's the case. I, I've talked, I've spoken to enough people to know that that's just not true. Uh, I've, so many young people that I've, I've had the opportunity to speak to, people in uh, high school and just graduating and things like that, and I've never once had any of them say that I'm crazy. You know, some of them might give me weird looks because it's a new idea to them. They've never heard of this before. But as, all you have to do is keep dropping those little seeds of information. Whenever they start talking about a problem or some, start talking about something in the news, you can be like, well, that's because of this. And explain to them the third option that neither the Republicans or the Democrats are not providing to them. And you can give them the, the real reasoning why these things are happening. It, it's just, uh, I, I think a lot of us need to take more initiative. I really think that's, that's the gist of it. Uh, I think we need to get back to a point of, you know, it kind of like I was talking about the other day. Uh, you know, bringing the responsibility back, but moreover, taking the idea that we can trust the government. Uh, we need to start moving away from this idea that the government is going to be fixing everything for us, and instead trying to instill this idea, not only of responsibility, but trusting in the goodness in our fellow humans, and in our in our immediate facility as, as well. Like, uh, how many of you actually know the first name of your neighbor? How many of you have actually spoken to your neighbor in the past year? It's probably pretty few, and I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. I, I'm very introverted, so I fucking hate talking to people. I really do. Um, but it's also important. And, you know, at the same time, whenever there is something that happens, I am always trying to... Like, uh, the other day, uh, someone broke into my grandfather's uh, truck, uh, and... The first thing that I did was go over to all of our immediate neighbors and said, hey, you know, just be on the lookout. There are people that are breaking into people's vehicles and trying to steal things. Um, you know, it's little things like that, but that establishes a sense of trust between myself and my neighbors. They now know that I'm here and I'm watching and I'm also thoughtful enough to consider them. That this isn't just about me, that if something negative happens to me, I, I can go outside of my little bubble and expand that to other people around me and say, hey, you know what, uh, this happened to me, it was a negative experience, I don't want that to happen to you, so just be a little more uh, wary of, of uh, you know, 
the night, I guess. I don't know what thieves do. Or when thieves come. But it, it's a very simple, simple thing. And it goes a very long way. Uh, I mean, a, another really easy thing. Uh, I know one of my friends does this uh, a lot. He, or uh, I'm sorry, she is a uh, very good cook. And they have a, uh, being from a Hispanic family, she has a very bad habit of uh, cooking obscene amounts of food. And so she will make, you know, potluck dinners for what's supposed to be a dinner for two. And what she usually ends up doing is taking those extras to her neighbors, uh, you know, the elderly or, you know, if she knows someone's sick or got in an accident or something like that, she's liable to take it over there. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not a lot. It's not like she's sitting on their porch guarding their belongings or anything, but there's a sense of trust and community there. It's very, very little simple things. Now, here, here's the importance of trust. <clears throat> so if we're talking about responsibility, right, if, that, if that's one of the key tenets of being a libertarian and being an anarcho, how, one of the, the key things of responsibility is not just being responsible for yourself. That's basic. That's very, very basic. What you need to do to be responsible is not only, you have to be so responsible, you need to be able to go outside of yourself. You start with yourself. You need to be able to be responsible for yourself. What you say, what you do, all that good stuff. But you also need to expand outside of that. You need to be able to take care of your immediate family and be able to, sh you know, help them along when whenever you possibly can. Uh, especially, you know, your elders, the people that are un unable to do the things uh, that they used to do whenever they're younger. You have to remember these are the people that took care of you. You know, my mother and I don't get along too terribly well just on a personality level. We have two very different personalities, very different political views, very different religious views. But I still try my best to uh, do whatever I possibly can for her. And that's just what being responsi responsible is. I think we're really starting to go away from that, but that's that's kind of besides the point. Uh, what we need to do beyond that, what we need to do beyond our immediate family and our loved ones, is start expanding to the people that we don't know, our neighbors. We need to start expanding to our neighbors, that way we can sit down and have conversations with them, we can let them know, hey, you know, I'm here, and uh, you know, I'm trying to be vigilant of our neighborhood, that way uh, if I'm not here, I know that I can trust my neighbor to watch my stuff, and vice versa. And I know that if uh, you know, someone breaks into your house and I, I, I start hearing things going on, I'm probably going to go over there armed, and you can have that, that idea. Like, that, that's, that's the whole thing about a libertarian society, an anarcho society, is if you don't like guns, that's perfectly fucking fine. I can still have a gun, and if you do need that, you don't have to wait the 12 minutes for the police to come. As long as we're trusting of each other, you know that if I'm coming into your house in a dangerous situation, you know that I'm there to do good, because we've established that trust. And, you know, you also have that in the back of your mind, that if something does happen, you have a nearby uh, neighbor that's willing to defend you. That's, that's super important. That's trust. That's, that's the key guys I'm, I'm really being serious here like that that's so basic so easy to establish like I, I can't stress how little it takes for people to establish trust and to build relationships 
and especially with us trying to grow a party and especially with us talking about responsibility and all these things about smaller and smaller government we've got to fucking show people that we don't need the government we can't just talk about it we got to show them that we can live on our own that we're not all just going to slit each other's throats the moment that the government collapses that's not how things are going to work you can talk all day about your logic but most people out there are emotion emotion based that's what a lot of people in my generation are and that's what the majority of people are they're, they're not taught to think beyond that really i mean that's that's what we always talk about all the time now about the left is that they are all emotion based and they're not making logical arguments well fucking appeal to that it, it, it makes sense do not be that person that refuses to adapt to the situation that is well, it's boomer logic really um it's it's very i i, I want to say ignorant i think that would be the the proper terminology there for it. it it's this mindset that whatever you're doing that how, whatever you are preaching uh and whatever method that may might be it is sufficient and you don't need to change it just because people aren't listening to it it's their fault not my fault that's uh, part of responsibility if people aren't receiving your message and you've been t preaching this for 20 years, then maybe you're not doing it correctly. Uh, Ron Paul's a really good example of this. He is, to a lot of libertarians, myself included, like the messiah of the libertarian party. He is so famous and so widely accepted by the libertarians because of how he preaches his message. He's able to get all the things across in a very easy, simplistic way and also appeal to people's emotions and logic all in the same time. He, he's one of the perfect speakers for uh, the libertarian movement. But we also need to learn from that. I'm a very logic-oriented person, very logic numbers, all that good stuff. I, I love my his historical dates and I love hearing about the statistics. I love that stuff. I really do. But that's not how most people think. I can tell somebody, you know, 60% of murders aren't done with guns. That That's a fake statistic. I'm just spitballing. But they don't really hear that. The numbers don't just compute like that. We have to show them other ways. We have to show them the Libertarian Party, the Libertarian Movement, can work. Not just tell them it will. Because really, if you think about it, you would be doing the same thing as the government is. You're asking them to just trust you that things aren't going to work. That's not how this works, guys. We have to establish trust between each other, between civilians, uh, and show them that we're things things will work fine, that we're not all going to kill each other, that we're not all pieces of shit. And you've got to remember, people are scared right now. All we're hearing from the big media companies are everybody's getting raped and murdered and every everybody's breaking in everybody's houses and it's all fucking chaos that's not really the case i mean the very long time that i've lived in this neighborhood i think altogether we've had at least three break-ins that's not a lot for for the amount of time that i've been here uh and i'm sure there's people with neighborhoods that they've lived in far longer and have had less uh far less things happen as well the thing is, is most people want to live peacefully, and that's why libertarianism works. We just need to show people that that works. It's, it's really simple, guys. It really is. All we need to do is go out there, establish trust, and teach... Establishing trust is the first step. 
well, it, it all kind of comes together, honestly. That's what I love so much about it. If you establish responsibility, then you're going to want to do all these other things. Um, maybe responsibilities first. I think that works better. Uh, but yeah, establish responsibility first. Be responsible for yourselves. Start practicing what you are preaching. Because I know there's a lot of people out there right now that are not. Practice what you preach. Put the words into actions. And people will start following after you. People will see that you're not just talk. That you're not just a keyboard warrior. That's what annoys a lot of people about the left, about the SJWs. Because all they're doing is whining about the problems rather than actually going out and fixing the problems. We need to be better than that. We need to rise above. Get off the fucking couch and go fucking do something. Plant one tree. Plant one fucking tree. Tell me. Tell me in the fucking comment section something recently that you have done within the past three to six months. Something that you have done to better your community. To better your city. To better your state. To better yourself even. To better your family. Just something. Show me the progress that you've made. Show me that you're not just another cog. Show me that you are here and you are a warrior for the Libertarian Party and that you actually want to grow the party, that you actually believe in these ideals enough that you're willing to go beyond yourself and show other people about this. Show me. Fucking prove me. Prove to me that the Libertarian Party is the party that it's supposed to be, that we're not all just talk. Once you establish responsibility for yourself, for your family, for your uh, loved ones, that's whenever you can start expanding out into the neighbor, uh, the neighborhood. And from there, that's, that's when the, I don't want to say conversions, but the conversions happen. That's whenever you start showing people the truth. Because you can, it's inevitable that you're going to have a little political conversation here and there with your neighbors. And the things are just going to make sense, I, I, I assure you. If you know basic libertarian arguments, a lot of this stuff is just going to make sense to people. And, you know, before you know it, you might ho have a whole libertarian neighborhood. And that is how you make really big change. If you have a whole, you know, let's just say that you talk to, you know, your five immediate neighbors on either side of you. So ten, ten people all together, right? Let's, let's theoretically say that you have a charisma of 20 and you manage to get them all to join the Libertarian Party. That is huge, huge, huge even. Because you were just one person a second ago. You were just one Libertarian in the neighborhood. And you might not even vote Libertarian. But now you have 10 other people that have joined the Libertarian Party. That's huge. That's how you change the world. That really is. That's how you change this nation. That's how you get libertarians elected in office. And that's how you get the government smaller. I'm telling you guys that this it's very basic and simple stuff. But there's so few people that actually put it into practice. We've really got to go out there. We've really got to pick up the swords and shields and join the fucking battle lines. This is not easy. This is not the fucking party to sit around in. That's If you're one of those people, I quite frankly don't fucking want you. I want this party to be the party of activists and volunteers. I want people to think Libertarian Party and think, you know what? Even if they're crazy, they at least get shit done. That's what I want. 
I'm tired of the passive shit. It's time to fucking get the fuck up and actually fucking do something. So again, in the comments or, you know, join our Discord and talk to us about it, but tell us what the fuck you've done. I don't care how small it is, but show me some fucking forward progress. Show me that the Libertarian Party isn't here just for talk. Um, that's it for today, I think. Uh, you might get another video out of me later today or maybe tomorrow. Uh, like I have mentioned, we are trying to do more and more content. Uh, so if you guys like this or if you, uh, even if you fucking hated it, uh, feel free to bitch in my comment section about it. That's perfectly fine. But if you did like it, please like and subscribe. Um, our Discord link is going to be in the bottom of the video description as well. Uh, we would really love to have you there and we can have different conversations. And we don't care what party you're in. That's the thing, is you don't have to be a libertarian or an anarch. We enjoy talking to the socialists. We enjoy talking to straight-on communists. We enjoy talking to everyone on every political spectrum because that gives us more ideas and, fr quite frankly, it helps us better our arguments. But it also, you know, you might change your mind on some things and we might change your mind on some things. But that dialogue is important. So please join our Discord server, uh, leave a comment, like, uh, subscribe. Um, and yeah, I will see you guys later. Thank you guys.